I am terrified right now. Brains. None found here. It's zombies. I was going to say Alex isn't here yet, so. Oh, shit. (laughs) Self-deprecation. Right. I I can appreciate that. That is my bag. What are you doing? Uh, You know, I mean. Uh, we've got some news here. Oh, oh you don't want to talk about the Lions? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, I was trying to skip over that. Um, they scored 30 points and lost, so I'm not too happy this week that with is, the Lions. That is depressing. Plus, Aaron Rodgers had the best game ever. The perfect score. He's the best quarterback ever. <laughs> Do you get do you get tired? By the way, I am uh, home at the movies. And well, I'm Jackson. And welcome to Bored and Annoyed. This week we are actually discussing. Uh, we're bored and annoyed with zombies. With zombies. One of Jackson's favorite topics, yeah, favorite genres. I but would I, say. I don't know about. That. I mean. Top 10 favorite genres? It's tough because I do hate them now. Okay. Like, I've gotten to the point where I'm just tired of them. Okay. So, it's a perfect bored and annoyed because I feel like there's a lot of people who are bored and annoyed with zombies. Right. Yeah. They just keep shoving them down our throats. They're like the new pirates. You remember yes. when everything was supposed to be pirates? Sure. Yeah. I and mean, then we, we were go like, through phases, I can guess. We, can we stop with the pirates? And now we're like, can we... I mean, maybe stop with the zombies. But hey, how about that Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he's pretty good. He is not a zombie. The no. Raiders look like zombies playing defense against yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Gee, I mean, he has, I mean, who does he have for receivers? Right. He's got like no one. Yeah, it's I don't crazy. know how that, how that happened. That's, I mean, but you got to be tired of that as a Lions fan. Like the whole like, hey, legendary quarterback. Yeah, well, what? okay. Here's where I get irritated. And okay. I like talking to you because you're actually a sane football fan. Like, okay, I, I split the world into uh, wisconsin into football fans and packer fans they're like two different things right yeah like you uh there are packer fans who if you say tom brady is the greatest quarterback of all time Mm -hmm. will just assault you yes with how aaron Rodgers is so much better which to me is sure arm talent yeah yeah I, i mean to me it's an argument of talent versus greatness right to me, it's always Aaron Rodgers so far. Now, Patrick Mahomes. Looks hurt. pretty good, but he's, he's hurt. But he's hurt, and we don't know what he's going to be in, say, five right. years. Sure. But right now, Aaron Rodgers looks like the most talented I've seen in yeah. my life. Well, it's fun. Like, Matthew Stafford has more, like, arm talent he and has, natural ability than Tom Brady does. But that doesn't mean think he's he has better. The, I don't think he has the football IQ that Tom no. Brady Tom, Tom is like a machine. Does anyone, though? I mean, I think right. Rodgers gets close. I think Ro- I think I mean, I think you could probably make the argument. It's like it's always going to be maybe Tom, Aaron, Breeze and 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 uh, Manning. I wouldn't even put I, w- I don't put Rodgers in there. Really? But maybe that's just me being a stubborn fan. But like, OK, like IQ, I don't agree because Rodgers makes so many plays because he's on the move. He avoids a rush like that's 
that's his talent and he's really good at that he can make every throw so if he's fucking you know uh uh, breaking a tackle in the Mm. backfield or getting out of some shit on the right side of the field he can fucking gun the ball 40 yards down the left side of the field that's not tom brady right tom brady is he's gonna diagnose where the open guy's gonna be and he's gonna hit him for like a 10 yard slant pattern right you know rogers is pretty good at that too as far as diagnosing uh uh um uh, defenses and what's going to happen. He's but, pretty good at that. But yeah, I'm I am sick of it. You I'm more sick of it because I remember thinking, okay, Brett Favre's going to retire soon, and then it's going to be a whole <laughs> new world. I can't wait. Um, We're getting close to that now with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but they'll just draft the next guy. I mean, I will I'm not going to believe it. They're just going to draft the next guy. I will be absolutely shocked if they get another world class Hall of Fame quarterback. I will be. I think everybody should be fucking shocked if that happens. No, of course. But I mean, they 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 have Packer magic, man. Mm. Packer magic. I'll be happy just, with a Jimmy Garoppolo if I'm honest. He's good. He's good. But yeah, I no, I like. Okay, so like you, you know, people. A lot of people think Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time, mm. but Joe Montana is more of like a Tom Brady type, where it's like, I mean, he was a little guy. Yeah, it's not like he was like this super athletic fucking guy. Yeah, uh, just really smart. Had yep. a good team. Had a good coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I, I hate Aaron Rodgers because I don't like his personality. I love his personality. Oh, he's the I love worst. how incredibly aloof he's, and he doesn't he's he's like not boisterous, you know? He's, oh, he's not so arrogant. He's Come arrogant. On. He's arrogant, but he's not arrogant in like the boisterous like look at me kind of way. He's like the subtle arrogant. What I don't like about him is I've I I can't remember a time when he made a bad throw and like said that's on me. I've seen that in post-game interviews. No, he looks frustrated. Fine, post-game interviews. On the field, though, oh, I'm sure, I'm he's sure. frustrated. Somebody fucked up. I mean, he he might be just... I mean, the thing is, is you don't know. He might be pissed at himself. He's just going like, I suppose. You know? Yeah, I just don't like the guy. Okay? Right. Okay? That's fine. Okay? You don't have to. You don't have to. I mean, I you know, I can't help but dislike Eli Manning just because of he's, how he looks. He's just got that face where he's just he always looks like he's slightly shocked about what's happening on the field. He does. It's like, what? They didn't catch it? He does, yes. Uh I threw yeah, an interception. But I mean, he's, uh, Aaron Rodgers amazing and the game he played was amazing. Yep. Um do you believe the hype? Everybody's like, oh, he's in the MVP discussion. I'm not on that train yet. He might be, but I don't think the Packers are gonna win the Super Bowl. They That's have improvements my, that need to be made if yes. they're going to beat New England. Yeah, the refs won't be playing for them <laughs> all the way down the stretch. Unless, no, unless the conspiracy theory, theorists are right. And mm. it's all about setting up the the, the Brady versus Rodgers Super I have Bowl. Been, <laughs> I have been wanting the Brady-Rodgers Super Bowl for the better part of a decade. It's box office. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that sells you the most tickets. Sure. Uh, the most viewers, maybe. You know, it, on that note, somebody had a funny joke. Like, you know, my friend, he's a Lions fan, and he he was really upset the other day. And I told him, I said, you know, don't worry. One of these days, Vince McMahon is going to write the storyline <laughs> where the down on their luck, <laughs> the down on their luck Lions are the underdog story, and they win oh. the Super Bowl. Don't worry. This friend is a really good friend. <laughs> 
That's a good friend. I, thought I mean, that it's was pretty funny. Maybe it's a little cruel this that they're giving after, you some hope. This but... was after the uh, the ref debacle. Ah, right. Yeah, you know, it's all fixed. No, it, I don't go that far that it's fixed. No, I don't. I don't believe that it is fixed. No, but I, I, it could. If it was ever found out to be fixed, mm. it would be a massive, massive problem. So much money. The the um, uh, I mean. The amount of lawsuits, the amount of, I mean, yeah, it would be insane. Millions of dollars are bet every weekend on NFL games in Nevada and New Jersey. Yeah. Millions. Yep. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, we are a movie podcast. Sure. So just Who's like. Who's going to write the Aaron Rodgers movie? I'll do it. Yeah. Who plays Aaron Rodgers? Me. <laughs> <laughs> All it, right. it won't be made for another 20 years. I'll look his age. Perfect. Yeah. Bringing you the most important and the most entertaining news that you will get all day is the movie news with a couple of rabble-rousers, Jackson and Helmet the Movie. It's bored and annoyed with the news. Okay, so let's get into the news. Okay. We have a lot of news. We have a lot of news. So Kevin Feige was promoted to the chief head of uh, or chief creative officer for Marvel. Um, so now he supplants like he's in charge of everything. Comics, TV, video games. Oh, really? He oversees everything now. So uh, do you like is, that? Uh, yes and no. I think you have to like it because, I mean, to me, this is a triumph of competence over greed or, or incompetence. Okay. Feige has done nothing but fucking win. He's he's like that song, all I do is win. Sure. You know, uh, I don't know who does that. I'm not down no. with the kids. But uh, yeah, anyways, so that's great. The fear is he's going to be stretched too thin. Wasn't that a Skip Bayless, Tim Tebow, like manufactured thing? Uh, all he yes. does is win. Yes. Yeah. You're so, right. Yeah. If, if you want to cut that in here. That <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was when that show was fucking fantastic yeah, it was great yeah. they both have gone on to make lesser shows yes in my, i would agree and i still like shannon sharp ah he drives me crazy he's funny as fuck the fact that he's the former player and he loses bets with skip bayless on nfl shit all the time mm. just i find hilarious i do too i mean I he's do too. Skip Bayless talking out of his ass playing the fucking he's basically the bad guy professional wrestler of the sports media world. He is. Yes. I mean, especially the way he talks about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy. It's just so goddamn biased. <laughs> We're That's back the, to football. Goddamn. Anyways. Anyways, the great thing about this is that Jeff Loeb is, is going to be leaving. He was the head of the TV division. Okay, so... Would he have had control of like the Disney Plus shows then? No, those were um, by inception were Marvel Studios projects. Okay, so so where are these new? I mean, if he's gone from TV, what are they going to do something with that again? What's the what's the plan with that? I, we don't really know yet. They might as well just not. But there's nothing like there. There's the Hulu shows that were being worked on. Like there was that Modoc show and like oh, okay. uh, Kung yeah. Fu Monkey or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, I don't know what that one was called. Actually, I don't remember anymore. But uh, Kung Fu Monkey, Kung I like Fu it. Monkey or something. Anyways, um, yeah, I think they're gonna maybe look. I mean, because there was like the Ghost Rider show that was gonna go to I think Hulu, and then that got scrapped. Um, I think uh, Runaways is probably nearing the end of its run because I don't think many people watch it on Hulu. Um, 
there's that shitty uh fox uh, x-men show isn't there like a is there i feel like there is the gifted yeah something like that and then there's the fx x-men show that's the gifted no no that one's something else no the, the one on fx i watched one season of and i thought but it was i don't really even good. know if he's in charge of those no i don't think he is but uh but yeah so those would be is- fox marvel properties yes right? yes yeah. yeah so this is a fantastic to me because I feel like Jeff Loeb really screwed the pooch on so many shows. In yeah, human- well, apparently he did because there's like two that are good. Yeah, Daredevil and Punisher. And Punisher still shit the bed in the second season, so it doesn't yes. matter. Well, I never watched it. I stopped. I stopped. He's the smart one of the two of us. Apparently so. Yep, he's the one who's got the brains. Right, brains. Um, yeah, but uh, while we're on the Marvel train, this is the Marvel shill hour. Uh, we've got some Marvel show hour. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what it would be if I was running the show. How long would the, like if we took all of the Marvel conversations out of the podcast and just made a Marvel <laughs> compilation? How long would it be? Fifty percent of the total runtime of Borden Annoyed? Or I would say twenty-five, thirty, somewhere between twenty-five and forty-five is wow. what I is what I would guess. <laughs> I mean, every now and then we get a hereditary where we talk. Yes, an hour, that's true. That's but true. Uh, but yeah, um, it's sticking with the Marvel news. Uh, not everybody's such a fan, uh, and the hate just keeps on haters, coming. man. Haters gonna hate. So the great Francis Ford Coppola, director of the Godfather trilogy and Bram Stoker's Dracula, Bram Stoker's Stoker's Bram Stoker. He's Bram, Bram Stoker. That's the porn parody. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, he he finds the Marvel movies to be despicable movies. He was uh, going on about um, defending uh, uh, Martin Scorsese's most recent comments. I don't understand despicable. Did he explain? Uh, he he thinks that he says I don't think that anybody gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again. They're despicable. Uh, they need to be stopped, kind of thing. To me, I'm like, wow. Th- is th- what okay? Are you guys like competing for some sort of like get off my lawn trophy? Like, am I not aware? It is very get off my lawn ask. Yeah, totally. So I don't know. I'm lost. Thoughts? Uh, I think they both are wrong. Yeah. Um, well, it stinks, though, because I like both of their movies overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're just douchebags about this. I think they're wrong. I mean, they have the right to not like the movies, but to call them despicable doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Well, it's hyperbolic. Yeah. And I think we need a little less of that in society. I mean, to me, it's like you clearly haven't watched them all if you think that all of them are the same. I mean, I would never put Ragnarok and Winter Soldier. They're, no, that's they're, true. They're that's not very even, true. They're not even in the same There's league. a formula, though, overall. I mean, yeah, but I mean, there's a formula for hero journey movies which they tend to be um and they're three-act structure movies which most movies i mean it's like most things have a structure true most things so i feel like i hate that argument it's like yes of course it has a structure everything fucking has a your house has a structure is your house a ripoff i mean maybe it is it is of other houses of other houses yeah your house you live in a despicable house it's true despicable he's, you know what i've changed my mind he's right he's right yep despicable everything um yeah uh gun james gunn had a nice you know response to this uh god damn i mean they even got uh uh papa bob Igers, as i like to call him papa um <laughs> 
Jesus, it is chill hour. It's chill hour, yeah. What did Bob Iger say? Bob, you know, they actually got him to swear, like in an interview. Which so they, they, people are annoyed at well, this point. He, he is annoyed in that he's like, it feels disrespectful to the people who work very it's hard. It's very on true. The, it is disrespectful. Yeah. He's like, he's like, are you trying to tell me that the blood, sweat and tears that say like a, a, uh, a, a Ryan Coogler put into like Black Panther is any less than what Scorsese puts into his movies. He's like, I just don't buy into that. Okay. And he's like, I, and uh, he's like, and if they want to, uh, I think he said shit on movies. He's, he swore, he actually swore in an interview, which is shocking to me. That Disney it, man swore. Disney, Disney man swore. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the headline right there. Um, but yeah, he said if they want to shit on movies, that's their right. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't. They I, should ha- ask him to direct a Marvel movie. Yeah, right. If it's so easy and so despicable. Yeah, no, and it'd be interesting. I would love to see it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> it'd be interesting. Here, uh, here's a character and a basic outline. Like, you think that we stink at making this. Are you saying that generally there's no way to make this good? Prove it. Scorsese. Like, make, make it good. Make a good movie out of this. Scorsese does the Sinister Six movie, mob-centric. And, and Francis Ford Coppola does the Luke Cage reboot movie. I would have been good with Francis Ford Coppola, Doctor Strange Part 2. Mm. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Fuck it. I think there would be way less special effects. Yeah, well, like, okay. I mean, please. But I love I'm fine f- with that. I love that Francis is like, oh, they're despicable movies. And it's like, you made Godfather 3. I have never seen that movie. That is coming to a podcast near you. Children. It's that bad, huh? We are we are doing. Is that. it that bad, or I hate is it, it just lame because of the first two being so good? No, I think it's actually like, I think it's actually kind of an atrocious movie. Okay, it's it's offensively long and has virtually nothing to say or do. Okay, I yeah, I hated it. There's like almost a pro incest subplot in it. Okay, so not, sounds up my alley. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> this show is not for children. Um, something that might be for children, though. Uh, we've got great reviews coming in for The Mandalorian. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they've People have seen it. Or the first couple episodes. They saw the first half of the Because we don't trust TV reviews. No, we don't. But they did see the first uh, half an hour of the first episode. They don't want to get they like it. They like it a lot. They say it's a nice uh, merging of like TV and movie. What is it? November 1st? 11th. 11th, 11th. I believe. Okay. I'm really pumped for that. And and they're only one episode a week. Is that correct? So smart. I think so. So smart. Oh, it's smart. But I really want to just watch the whole fucking thing. I know. I wonder what they have planned because I think this is what eight or 10 or 12 episodes. Who knows? But I'm really pumped. It looks good. But I wonder what they have coming out to like, okay, you you've stayed for the full three months, finished the Mandalorian. Here's our next show. Sure. Here's our next show. Here's, you know, I wonder what's going to happen there. Um, Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that is great. I mean, I didn't expect any less, though. Right. It looks really good. How do you feel about we're sticking with Star Wars? How do you feel about the new Star Wars trailer? It still does nothing for me. Yeah. Nothing new. I got Thank nothing. You. People are loving this trailer. I mean, outside of like the emperor talking more and seeing like the back of his, he's mm. sitting in the throne. Right. And he's, yeah. 
outside of that, which I'm excited for, mm-hmm. I still feel nothing as far as like deep care for what happens to Kylo and Ray. Right. That's the problem. I think I, I look at, I love the the look of things. Sure. Like there's a, I think there's a shot of the Millennium Falcon kind of joining like a fleet of things. Yeah. And that looked pretty Return cool. Return of the Jedi-esque. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, there was a nice sort of like a profile shot where somebody was riding like a horse type creature. Yep, saw that. I liked that shot. Um, oh, it's going to be a fun adventure movie, I'm sure. I think it looks beautiful. I think it's one of the best looking star wars like trailers we've had the cinematography looks great i loved the music i loved the slight alteration to make it like this even more somehow a more triumphant version of the star wars theme sure i don't even understand how that's possible but jj it's all jj jj and john jj john williams the fucking man final go apparently i it's so fitting too it's probably I, the biggest like thing that will be not talked about is the fact is his impact on movies in general. Yes. And though that series of movies. I mean, what he did, I mean, I've I've you've heard you've watched so many of the making of sure, for yeah. Star Wars and you heard about like, you know, that first screening where people saw it and there was no music and they were like, I'm not not no, so sure about this. So key to everything happening. And Spielberg was one of the few people who was kind of on board for that original cut. Cause he was okay. like, Oh, I like the characters. I like the story. But when the music comes in, it's all of a sudden it's this yeah. huge monster. Yeah, of a raise movie. You out of your seat. Now, I don't think the music's been as good in the last two. No, I love Ray's theme though, especially in the first one, even though it's got like a Christmas bells kind of thing sure. to it. But I, I love it cause it's, it's different and it's new and I like it. But yeah, what do you think? Uh, like, can we just do you yeah, want to give your thoughts on who who do you think like Ray's parents? Do you, do you are you are we nerdy enough to give a shit? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't like that's the thing is like they're like they're trying to tug at your heartstrings like this is the epic conclusion. I'm like, I, I yeah, just I don't know. give a fuck. Isn't that sad? Can you imagine if people felt that way after Empire Strikes Back came out? Right. Like, ugh. Yeah. Like, well, they just didn't it's it's all in the last movie they just didn't deepen the characters it's true they didn't deepen the connection you know it's funny too uh we always talk about the the anti-star wars douchebags and the yes. star wars douchebags and like i'm you know typically i'm i'm very anti the anti-star wars douchebags right. but like i was on uh i'm i'm on a facebook group for the anaheim celebration 2020 or whatever the star wars convention sure and it's like somebody makes a completely relevant and like sane comment regarding the problems with the movies. Yeah. And it's just like, they pile on. We don't need your hate here. And right. it's like, no, it's not really hate. He's making a general point. Right. That is correct. Yep. If you weren't up your own ass about this, it's the problem of fandom, I mean, toxic fan- well, fandom, toxic fandom. The fact that, if you have a detracting point of view, the fact that you're lumped in with the racist fucks who, right. I mean, that sucks because you can be a level-headed person who's like, no, nah, Asian people are cool. I love black people. I just nope. don't like the I Asian just, girl I, in the I just movie. didn't <laughs> like her character. It has nothing to do with race, literally at all. Yeah. And I actually kind of liked her character. I hated that moment. That's what I hated. I loved that she was like a fangirl of like, oh, you guys are like the yeah, ones sure, who saved sure. I like that idea. 
I don't like that moment. It well, it ruins feels her. like she was put to to the asshole's point because there are assholes about this who I think kind of have a legitimate point where it's like it felt very between her and like uh, what's her name from Jurassic Park's character and oh, like Laura the whole Dern, plot. Yeah. You know, it's funny. People talk about like the whole uh, uh, feminist Star Wars thing and they bring up the Rose, the Asian character. That's not even the one that bothers me the most. The one that bothered me the most was the whole um, Poe Dameron's whole plot and how like. They made up this oh, convoluted, right. yeah. stupid thing. Yep. Well, the problem- that's the one that feels not organic and wedged into me, where it's like it doesn't make any sense. It's I don't just even, I don't even look at it as like it's a it's it's a feminist thing. I look sure. at it as just shitty writing because y- you made something where you made her look so much worse because she just couldn't be open with communication. And I thought the idea of like the the. The rebellion was that they were a different kind of hierarchy. There was trust. There was a free flow of information. We're not like a dictatorship. We share things. But no, no, no. She just made a horrible plan and didn't tell anybody about it. And then when somebody's like, hey, this might not be the best idea. She could have just solved it in a second. Horrible. Yeah, but she's a strong woman leader. Her and Leia are strong female leaders. Pink hair buns in their hair no matter how they look they're strong and he is a cocky arrogant you know chauvinistic male and i even liked the idea that he needs to like have trust in those above sure i liked that as an idea but it's like it was so stupid it's all about execution in that movie it didn't so many good ideas executed so poorly well two of the biggest eaters of that and we've spent so much time talking about this movie (laughs) but two of the big pro like eaters of screen time in that movie are that plot and the uh the casino planet plot and they both stink they both don't make much sense it's a problem yeah yeah so I mean, hopefully JJ can can I, uh, clean up some of the the filth that the, was left. The movie series actually, for a series that is built entirely on nostalgia, could have actually used a little bit more of like understanding of what the fans wanted. We wanted more Luke. We wanted more Leia. Yeah, but didn't he get quoted one time saying like, if everybody likes your movie, then he he doesn't like that. He yeah. wants there to be like a. I like, think that's a really dumb way to think. I think so, too. Sorry, if everybody likes the movie, what's wrong with that? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Stunk. Something else that stinks. Sure. Jared Leto. Yeah. He's a, he's a stinky, stinky he, man. He tried to... I, see, I had heard that he, did, he was upset about the fact that they made the Joker movie. I wasn't aware that he was trying to, like... He was actively... Talk people into not making it. He was actively contacting producers and heads of Warner Brothers trying to kill the movie. And reportedly, one of the reasons the budget was so low was because they were trying to kill the movie so that the director wouldn't make it. Todd Phillips wouldn't make it. And that is partially due to Jared Leto. He really wanted this Joker that he played to be like a big deal, didn't he? Apparently so. Ugh. I mean... I mean, how how can you look at your performance in that movie? Look at the reaction you got. Look at just the reaction you got from your first photo. Yeah, but he would say 
that like they cut his movie and yeah. he didn't have the care like it would it didn't play out the way he would have wanted or whatever but yeah no he's just sorry david ayer so there are now conflicting reports on this david ayer said like he the original report which i believe was a hollywood reporter report actually had dealt with this whole thing and uh and and david ayer the director of suicide squad was apparently not a fan of leto's performance which is why most of his scenes were cut interesting but now David Ayer is coming out and saying, no, 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 I liked it. I'm like, no, 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 David, you finally looked like you did something right. Keep yeah. your mouth shut. Right. But no, you had to, you, you had to, you made Bright and, and, and you made Suicide Squad. And now you're saying you're a fan of Jared Suicide Leto. Squad, that's, baby. That's strike three for I, me. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, it might be sacrilegious, but I'm not a huge Jared Leto guy in general. I'm, I'm just, not a huge fan of his. I liked him in Dallas Buyers. Um, and I mean, he has like nice little bit roles in good movies like American Psycho and Fight Club. That's right. He was an American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, am I really going to say he's a talented actor because he had bit parts in great movies? No. I, he's probably a talented actor. I don't like him. He's not my style. His, I, I thought he was all right in the Blade Runner movie, I guess. His problem is, is that he's so far up his own ass. He's yeah. like, he's like the South Park episode where they smell their own farts. That's him. Like embodied. He's yeah, the I don't physical. Like him. Yeah, no, he can go away. He's a he's a little he's a he's not ever going to play Joker again, is he? No, I think okay. that's done. Okay, he's good. not in the Suicide Squad reboot, he's and he's not, not in Birds in of Prey. Birds right? of Prey. So uh, I think we can finally wash our hands of this whole situation. Um, Paul Dano, love me some Paul Dano. Paul Dano, we're we're on the uh, Batman. The Riddler. He's the Riddler. I love it. This is so great. <laughs> I am so I excited. You know, last week I was like, oh, Zoe Kravitz, not so sure. Back on board. Yeah, he's great. I so love back Paul Dano. On board. He's I great. I think that uh, There Will Be Blood, his role yes. in that is one of the best. Like, I, it's amazing. Did, I just found out he got like a week's worth of preparation for that movie. He did damn because, fine. That makes him seem like a disturbing human being. Because like... The guy who was going to play his character dropped out with like a week or two Good. left in the movie. Glad it happened. Yeah. 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 I mean, he is. God damn. He is a spot on actor. I really like him. Big fan of that. So one. this is great cast. I Not only is he a good actor, though, he's like perfect casting for the Riddler. Yeah. It's going to be a different Riddler than than I would be used to. I would he's going to be disturbing. Yeah. Good. He's going to be disturbing good. and it's going to be fantastic. This movie is going to be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I am so ridiculously I'm excited. I'm excited too. I uh well the thing Ed Cohen's excited too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. He does. Uh, he seems excited. He it's does. Good. Yeah. I mean, the thing that really gets me though is like it's more it's not just that it's Paul Dano. That's like a part of the puzzle. It's the fact that we're getting closer to the confirmation that this is in fact going to be loosely based on the long, the Halloween. long Halloween. Okay. And, and the more villains they we get save cast, some villains though, because they're going to have to make a sequel to this. You can have them come back. Okay. I mean, that's the great thing about long Halloween is none of them are like the main that's focus. True. Oh, and apparently dark fate, Terminator, dark fate is the best modern Terminator movie since T2. That's the uh, the early rumblings from the reviews. So it's better than the last turd I left in the toilet when I took a shit last. I mean, yeah, that's not saying much. Yeah. Genesis was garbage. I'm not excited for this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I can't be excited for this. You know what I'm hoping? And maybe I'm a 
petty asshole for saying this, but I am hoping that, uh, uh, God, what's his name? The director, I forget his name. Anyways, one of the, he was the main director, first director on Deadpool. Um, I think okay. Tim Miller, I think. Okay. Um, I am hoping that he comes out and he makes a better movie than Deadpool 2. So he uh, proves the goddamn point. I hope so, but I can't imagine. You it. don't think it'll be better than Deadpool 2? It looks bad, dude. Okay. All right. I I uh, I, I hope uh I hope you walk out pleasantly surprised. I hope so. I hope so. I uh I'm not excited for it. Every time I see a trailer, I die a little bit inside. Yep. Um but I'll go see it opening day cuz it's Terminator. <laughs> I've seen all the Terminators. I will continue to see all the Terminators. And uh yeah. I yeah. Th- we can literally we can literally cut the last like 15 seconds. Put that in front of just about any major franchise and and we can say that this is how cinema dies. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's how it lives on because we keep right. seeing them. The good new movies nobody wants to see. Yes. Like uh, Alita. Yep. Would love an Alita 2 instead of a Terminator 6, personally. Mm. Would much rather have Alita 2, James Cameron. I would, I, would, I would take an Alita 2 over ever getting another Jurassic Park. Yes. Another Terminator. Yes. Probably even another Alien or Predator. I would I would trash yes. all four franchises, never get another one to get a, an Alita two. Me too. Me too. That's it's, it's wow, that's crazy. It's actually a little sad to say. Like I'm uh, I'm a little heartbroken to say it. But this I think is it's tough. True. I okay, so this is craziness. <laughs> craziness. Um and you're not with me on the John Carter thing. That's right. fine. We haven't we have to do an episode on John Carter it's one coming of these eventually. days. Um, but I would rather have John Carter two and Alita two than any more Star Wars movies. <laughs> that is, Dude, a fuck. How, that is it, such a statement. So, I mean, they haven't made one yet that's gotten me like like the Force Awakens was I liked a lot, but since then it's the best one of the of the new batch yeah, of movies. Yeah, but since then. Nothing. And and the Force Awakens, like I've seen that universe before, so it's like there was more you could do with the other two, maybe. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. More surprises. Yeah. Well, that's even though pro- even though they follow like what's his name would think they're disca- despicable movies because right. they follow like formulas and shit. But yeah, I really want to see what old Ed Norton's gonna do in Alita Part Two. Yeah. I'm way more excited about that than than most of this other shit. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what we should eventually do is we should just cut all Disney news out of the news section. And then we could just have like one story a week. Yeah. Or we could just do like a Disney mini-sode that we release along with the regular <laughs> episode. So these these people that don't want to listen to Shellville right. can. All right. That's what can, we'll call it, Shellville. There you go. All right. Um, we're going to talk off air about this because this is a fantastic idea. Um, yeah, this is fucking great. Uh, do you want to go into our main topics and main reviews this week? Yeah. So, Bored and Annoyed with Zombies. Mm. And this is due to the release of Zombieland 2. Yes. Uh, it's another Zombieland movie. It's very Zombieland-ish. Yep. Uh, zombie yep. stuff. Hey, if funny, you like... Funny one-liners. Do you like jokes? Do jokes. you like some uh, some text that shows up on the screen? Filled Makes with you... jokes. Filled, filled with text. Texts and jokes. Uh, I I thought it was pretty good. 
yeah. overall. I uh, I do think that I was about done with it after 45 minutes to an hour. I was like, okay, this is worn out. It's welcome with me. Right. I get it. These jokes aren't as funny as they were in the beginning. And I don't know how much of that is due to uh, just the, the, the movie, like kind of. It just felt like, okay, every scene, it's like the same bullshit all the time. Yeah. Or if it's due to the overall um, uh, problem with the zombie genre, Mm. where it's like, I've seen this so many times that I don't care. Right. Uh, I like the characters, all of them. Yep. uh, Pretty much. I thought Abigail Breslin was a little... I don't know. Her character seemed it's almost like they forced her out of the movie for a while because she's not interesting. Yeah. Or funny. Yep. Or you know what I mean? Um, but I agree. overall the other three are great. Yeah. Uh there's a new character, this blonde ditzy girl that's my probably God. my favorite part of the movie, to she be was, honest. She with was you. she was something else. Uh so yeah, I'll give it a uh I'll give it a C plus. Yeah, I, I'm C in, plus. I'm in like uh, I think um you walked in with a little higher hopes. Yeah, I would say so. You um, seemed very down on the trailer, trailer if I remember like, correctly. I think the trailer looked like garbage. It made me realize, though, after the movie, because I think I'm a B minus. I think, but I think it's all about expectations. Uh, maybe I, because I walked in thinking this movie was going to be dog shit. It I really certainly did. was not dog shit. Yeah, and and when I walked out, I, it made me realize the thing about trailers is is that trailers are tough for comedies because t- comedy is all about timing. And when your trailer's goal is to shove as much shit in it as possible to make people watch it, you can fuck up your timing and make your movie seem unfunny. And there were some jokes that would did not land in the trailer that landed in the movie okay. for me. Um, now, it's not all winners. There are some groany fucking jokes in this. And I saw this with another Tuesday crowd. So... How were they? Uh, I had a woman who did the whole... You know, like... Everybody hates this guy, this guy or this gal who 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 repeats the joke and then laughs after the oh, joke happened. The worst. Ah, shot him in the head. Ah, I mean, kill yourself. Like just, Jeez. just okay. Don't don't kill yourself. Jeez. Nobody kill you yourself. It was recently Mental Health Day. Alex. Oh shit. <laughs> no, no, I get it. No, the, just not. Just, I get it. Just gag yourself. I mean, I liked the first one better. Doesn't mean it's literal, but it makes, right. you know. Right. The first one is. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, I, oh, I mean, version. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, right. personally. But uh, yeah. And the first movie is is leagues better. But uh, I don't know. I, th- I think, the I, first I think one it's is... been too long since I've seen it mm. to say that. I feel like it was fresher at the time, but maybe it would fall a little bit just because. I think that's I think you're right. But I you think it's, I mean, I think it's the problem with sequels in that. And it's always about this world building shit. It's like you're building a world. The first one has so many new things sure. all the time. This is just more of the same, which is always the sequel problem. Uh, the real problem for me is that once the last like chess piece of like characters is put into place, the movie becomes autopilot. Yeah, the it's second... got the, it's got the the Marvel third act. Oh, I don't know if I go that far. It's got the Marvel third oh, act. Oh boy, he's, try- bet, he's trying to hurt I me now. You, <laughs> I bet you, uh, 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 what's his name would think this was just a despicable movie. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I think he'd be wrong. It's just cookie cutter by the end. It's very, it's, it it's very predictable. Like it it's is. insanely predictable. Like there, you weren't on the edge of your seat when Woody Harrelson did that thing, and no, 
Okay. I wasn't on my, I wasn't on the edge of my seat for literally any of the movie. I would agree with that. But I had a little bit of fun with the characters. It was funny. Emma Stone is a goddamn queen. You she love is, your, you some Emma. She is. And, and you know what? It's not all looks. Because goddamn is her personality fucking great in this. Jeez, you're like in love with Emma Stone, huh? You know what? That's my type of woman. Emotionally distant. <laughs> slightly abusive yeah she was good yeah no she she's was good she's great yeah i'm really tired of what's his name shtick jesse eisenberg it makes me worried to watch that uh the art of self-defense movie right. which i still need to watch yeah. but but um yeah i i love woody harrelson hanging out with the youngins he's great yeah he's uh i i think jesse eisenberg in the first it was it was like a tie between him and emma stone for my favorite character but woody harrelson was my favorite in this one he's just great in everything i mean i liked him in the first don't get me wrong but here he just kind of takes the cake but i think it's because eisenberg he's i don't think he's actually that great of a boyfriend i don't think that they dealt with some of his issues because he's just kind of like uh we can deal with like the proposal thing later uh Turn off the lights. It's like, ah, it, 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 she has issues, man. <laughs> like, are you are you blind? Yeah, but that's just like his personality. Yeah, he's an idiot. You got, I mean, I'm sorry. He's got a girl who is like leagues out of his league. The blonde or, or Emma Stone? Well, I mean, both if we're. Well, I mean, no. in this universe, not really. I suppose, yeah. Right. He's, he's a living, breathing thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the bar for standards is way, I mean, fact, way lowered. You know, a lot of us men would be better off in this zombie universe. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not entirely wrong. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, I don't have much to spoil because... It's exactly what you'd expect. Yep. Uh, T-800s, like the new and improved zombie. Oh, yeah, that's like the world building thing. Yeah. 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 That's the that's the crux of the story. And uh, Jesse Eisenberg does the proposal. Doesn't go as planned. They leave. Then they got to do the whole like we're on the road again thing. Yep. Some funny bits. Some funny bits. Like I said, I think the blonde ditzy girl was my highlight of the movie. She she I mean, was really funny. She's like a like a Kelso type character from right. 70s yep. show. Yep. Like, you know, like unbelievably stupid like out of sure. reality stupid not real right but fun funny yes enjoyable um also really re- realistic with the whole like i've been in a freezer for like eight years or whatever right. funny we're going to have sex this is happening and it's like all right i also was not the biggest fan of like emma stone just kind of gets over that i mean it is kind of her problem though she kind of caused that to happen i mean I'm not saying she's innocent in it. Plus, they do a thing where it like it feels like watching the movie that it was five minutes ago when really she's been gone like a month or whatever. Yes. So there's a little bit of that going on where it feels way more sudden than I think they probably wanted to let on. Right. Which I think makes Eisenberg look a little worse as a more character. More of a jerk. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's that moment where like she comes down like the blonde comes down the that stairs after like but you see it coming a mile away right. yeah that is true you, like, you know that's gonna happen like you're just right. you're just waiting for it even the way they frame the shot you're like oh the well, there's cringe room. isn't as cringy if you're sitting with the cringe for like a full 90 seconds before <laughs> it actually hits i don't know about that i mean i was like by the time it happened it was like it wasn't like a moment mm. you know what i mean right but yeah i do absolutely adore emma stone in these movies 
she has some of the best She's interactions got, with characters. I'm in starting this. to like her. I wasn't a fan. I'm glad you're coming around. I am coming around. I liked her in the Queen movie. Yep. I thought she was great in that. Yep. Uh, I still think she was great in La La Land. You loved her in La La Land. Yeah. I think she deserved. She won an Oscar for that, right? I, I don't, started I just think like she lose. Did. Okay. I'm losing track because I just don't give a fuck. But um, yeah, what else is uh, uh, the hippie world? That yeah. was a, that was a bit much. Oh, really? I thought it was pretty stupid. It didn't make any sense in this world that that would ever be a thing. Right. It, it was. It, it was. It was over sense. the top. Yeah. Yeah. They they melt the weapons down. You're living in a zombie apocalypse. Yep. I mean, nobody's that stupid. Like no, nobody is hippies, that man. stupid. It's, there I are know. hippies there, that stupid. There, you know what? That's. Not, I mean, you not know what I mean. Wrong. Yeah. And and you know what. I mean, if we want to get political, this movie's got a little bit of both sides. I would agree with that. And I like that because I like sure. the fact that they're like, hey, if you're stupid enough to think you don't need weapons in a zombie apocalypse, you're a fucking moron. Yes. And the guy who's like, hey, I'm keeping my gun because that's a smart thing. Guy's pretty on point. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. So uh, um, the Luke Wilson scene. I yes. thought that was the moment in the trailer where I was like, I'm not on board with this movie anymore. I loved that moment in the trailer. That and, was funny to me. And it was fun in the movie. With the Silicon Valley guy. Yes. Uh, Quidditch or whatever his name is. Yeah. Great. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah, it was good. I thought they could have done something with the whole like, I felt like there was a little bit of a moment where you could have challenged Emma Stone's sort of like. Oh, this is just like my boyfriend or my sure, ex or whatever. Right. You could have done something there, tried to challenge their relationship. But also at that point in the movie, it's kind of like, well, are we going to be a fun zombie movie or are we going to like get be into some character? Yeah, are yeah. we going to get into character stuff? And it's like, ah, we're, we just want to be fun, which is fine. It's just the movie is incredibly predictable. We know it's going to come down to zombie invasion because it's the smart guys who can know how to climb. And, and the hippies have no weapons. And, oh, we established that Rosario Dawson doesn't leave her place. And, oh, she's going to show up. And, you know, Woody Harrelson needs to uh, do his Native American thing because we established that earlier yes. in the movie. Everything's got to come full circle. Laid it all out there pretty plain as day. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, if you like this kind of thing, you'll probably love this movie, yeah. right? Completely fine. Yeah. Little... Little, little offensive with with uh, how stupid you think I might be as a as an audience member, but it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, it made you laugh for the it most did, part, it, right? It did. It's just the whole like you you could have tried. Like if I was in a creative writing class, I'd be like, man, like this is fine for like a first draft. Really? Yeah, you did fine. You did okay. You nailed your jokes, but goddamn, your structure is so paint by numbers. It was very paint by numbers. But that leads us to our main topic. Zombies in general. Zombies in general. Paint by numbers? Question mark? Uh, well, so I've discovered uh, um, that it's not, it doesn't need to be. There's been a couple things recently that have come out that I think are very strong like, you know, in, you get invested in them and, and they both are from South Korea. The first would be Kingdom. Kingdom is which fucking fantastic. We reviewed for this this podcast. So if you'd like to listen to Kingdom, go to boredandannoyed.com, type in Kingdom. You'll find our review of Kingdom. Yeah, I gave you the abridged version. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. It is. It's really good. 
So I watched another zombie movie from South Korea, or that wasn't a movie, but this was a movie. It was called Train to Busan. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And the plot of this one is basically guy. Guy's kind of a he, he's a workaholic and he's got a daughter and his daughter. Um, well, the, the, the movie starts with him bringing home a birthday present. It's her birthday and she unwraps it and it's a Nintendo Wii. And she okay. looks all sad. And then it like cleverly pans over and there's already a Wii that oh. she has already. Mm. So like it really does a good job of setting up like the, you know, okay, like I'm getting to know the characters. Sure. I already feel sad for this little girl. Mm. Um, and it ends up being she wants to visit her mom who lives in Busan. Now, I'm not from South Korea, so I don't know the geography of this. Sure. But apparently... The next day, they're going to take a train. She talks him into taking a train to Basan. Meanwhile, there is a zombie apocalypse that breaks out. Mm. And these are the 28 days later style zombies, the fast. Sure. You know, and it is emotionally taxing this movie. Oh, wow. It's fucking great. Okay. Great. And I'm watching it and I'm like, see, this is what we need. We need some more stuff like this. Have you like dissected it to figure out what made it so much better than other ones? Uh, It's a very specific circumstance. It's something that's a little bit more interesting. They're stuck on a train for almost the entire movie. Sure. Um, There are characters that are built up into, um, you know, actual real characters that I give a shit about. Okay. Um, And then the main thing would be that the social commentary in this one was a little bit different than... Really? Than what I'm used to from the zombie genre. Can you give it away without? No, well, you can't give it away without spoiling it. I guess I will say it's a uh, the haves and have-nots, and the way leaders treat you know the way people are are um, are kind of under the spell of leadership, mm. and it's it's great. It's kind of fucking great. It's kind of how Kingdom kind of treated it. Sure. That, there was a there was a decent amount Kingdom of social. Is so good. Well, that's and see, that's just it. The best zombie shit are the social commentary because there's the zombies as a genre and as a creation. There is so much you can do with the concept of like mindless people. Yes. Like the dead, like the, the mindless droning people, whether it be, uh, you know, the I, I mean, I guess especially if it's the slow kind of zombie, because then Mm. you can really have fun with the, hey, look, this is society, and we all just kind of go on. Get on the conveyor belt. Right. Yep. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, the best zombie shit to me is that kind of shit. Now, the other type of zombie shit is the, oh, let's have fun with the zombie apocalypse concept, which mm-hmm. is zombie land or even uh, Walking Dead doesn't necessarily have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But what would what would you do? What are the steps you would need to take and how would you handle the zombie apocalypse? Right, right. Well, I think that's inherently kind of fun because it's like the doomsday prepper kind of fun. Sure. You know, like, ah, yes. oh, do you have your gas mask? Yes. You know, that's fun. Um, I would I would throw warm bodies in there a little bit, too. Okay. About warm like bodies. The, yeah. I enjoyed warm bodies. So it's, a, it's a it's a teen romance in a zombie skin. But I'm in love with what's her name from warm oh, bodies. She's, she's amazingly she's gorgeous. <laughs> She's gorgeous. And yeah. she's so likable in that movie. Too. I would agree. She's very girl next door. Um, but, uh, oh, who is that? That was Nick something. Uh, Nicholas Holt was Nicholas the Holt. Zombie. Yeah, he was good in that. He was good. 
Um, but yeah, I, so Jackson and I are kind of coming at this from opposite ends, um, which is actually, I guess, a lot of our, our podcast. Um, I'm not inundated with, with zombie shit. Like, I've never watched The Walking Dead. No, that's not true. I've seen like three episodes. Okay. Um, but I'm coming to it in the, in the, I was never really interested because I sort of got the commentary without even seeing the movies. I was sure. like, okay, I get it. People are idiots. And uh, they can be misled or whatever. But the older I've gotten, the more I've seen good zombie things. Like I said, Warm Bodies, the first zombie land, um, Kingdom. Kingdom's fucking awesome. Kingdom is is absolutely amazing. It's my favorite. To to me, it's the favorite zombie thing I've ever seen. Really? But I haven't seen... The George Romero zombie right, thing. Exactly, stuff. exactly. So I'm you can't you gotta take my opinion with a grain of salt. Yeah, which is, you suck. I know, I know. Right. But so I look at it, I'm like, what is missing from the genre? Like what like we are. It is it's a fa- it's a fad. It's slowly dying. <sighs> what needs to happen to it to keep it relevant, well, I to keep think, it interesting? I think like Kingdom did what needs to happen a little bit, or this train to Bassam movie, because right. like I'm not used to the uh the like you gotta take zombies and do interesting creative things with them that have not necessarily been done i mean sure they're still about social commentary they're still like you have to kind of digest what it all means as far as a metaphor is concerned Mm. but you got to put them in interesting spots okay so i'm situation as the person who admitted to maybe finding them a little tiresome i'm going to pitch some ideas to you and as the zombie fan tell me if you would even remotely be on board for this okay all right, so you talk about like they're like you know people going about their like daily lives, get on the conveyor belt of life. What if you treat zombies, and this is like a zombie apocalypse? What if zombies almost think that they're just living their daily lives? So they go to their office, but they don't do it. They're like homers. They go to like the office and they like hammer on the keyboard, but nothing's happening. Sure. They just, it's like they're sleepwalkers, but if you stop them, they attack you and eat your face and eat your brain. Okay. So what if that's... So they're not out, their main goal is not to feed. Yes. They're just trying to, there's a piece of them that's left in there. Yes. And they're just mind, I mean, I like it. It is very Romero-esque. In a sense, you but, could, you but could Romero do, still want to eat everything they see. Right. That's the difference. Mm. So maybe it's like a they have like a peripheral vision type thing. Like, don't sure. don't, don't get in their sight or you're fucked. So people have to live in society with these creatures just around. Yes. Is this a comedy? That's what I, is I think you have to hit it as a comedy. I think that's okay. how that one works. Who's your ma- is your main character a zombie? Or is your main character like a person? I think, if you, I think if you make him a zombie, you end up in like warm bodies territory. Sure. But I'm not sure if that's a bad thing because that's like the only one of its kind. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, I like the idea. Why not? Okay. It's a new situation for zombies. All right. Now I've got another one. Okay. Now this one gets into world building ideas. We just saw it in zombie land. I'm, just, I'm literally just taking this the next step forward. Okay. Which is the T-800 becomes aware self-aware the zombie now understands it's basically a cannibal now it does need to feed on brains it's it's like the whole like oh if i eat something it's else eating it, flesh yeah, whatever. It, i need that to sustain myself but now it can think and it can rationalize and it can maybe even communicate in certain ways unlike 
the T-800s in this, which were, I guess, just smart enough. To They're like, like the 28 Days Later zombies. Yes. They're like the fast zombies. Yeah. yeah. This one would be like maybe they create like a small tribe. Or like a small society. And they like run the 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 dumb zombies or like they're there you go. soldier, like foot yes. soldier people. And, and, they're and like, this it's like you the could new... go this you could go really dark with. Okay, so this one I like if my zombie is my main character. Okay. Like they're the protagonists now. Now are they the one who who does not want to do it anymore? A la war no, bodies. I'm I'm of is... the belief that the zombies aren't necessarily like the evil they don't have to be the evil thing gotcha because they're just another like life form that's just doing what it needs to survive right right right. so i think that's where you take that one okay is like the humans are fucking with them but like what did the zombies do they didn't create this like they're they're not they're the victims they're the victims of society right uh there's your message right there uh do you get tired of as the zombie guy do you ever get tired of just like (laughs) zombie guy (laughs) you're the resident zombie shill um um i mean i'm just gonna keep throwing Throwing zombie shit okay zombie shill no any sort of shill that i can throw at you i'm gonna that's fine till we we figure out which one sticks knows who the real shill is there it is uh until i figure out which one sticks we're we're we're, it's um, you know 10 years ago you could have called me the star wars shill but i've grown beyond that oh that wasn't that wasn't even your final form that (laughs) but yes no Um, continue another another question for me yeah, do you get tired of like the whole like, oh, it's a, it's a virus. It's a virus that infected their brains. I, I think it's the most interesting with the le- the less you know about it. Okay. I don't think it really matters how it happened. Um, when you when see that happened, I feel like that's a big 28 days later push was like, okay, this is going to be like a realistic modern take. Sure. Like they're not really zombies, they're the infected. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Um which I like, but I don't, that's not, that's not what like trips my trigger about zombies. Sure. The stuff I like about zombies are like, uh, like I watched uh, the greatest zombie movie is the greatest zombie thing hmm. I think that has ever come out. And I don't think it's particularly close. I watched uh, the original Dawn of the Dead over yeah, the weekend. Right. And by the way, whoever the hero is that uploaded this to YouTube, there is a 4K version of Dawn of the Dead on YouTube that's the best looking thing I've ever watched. You can watch it for free. Just look <laughs> it up. It's a fu- He's a hero. Whoever he's did this. He's a hero. Uh, but it is the greatest zombie thing because it is a 50 50 split of the social commentary Mm. of you know these zombies like remembering their old life and they just go to the mall because that's what they did in life and they're there's something human there Mm -hmm. um it's a great take on like consumerism Mm -hmm. nowadays it would be like an internet thing i don't know how they do that they would do the thing i said by going to the computer there you go they would go to the computer but uh it's got that it's got four fantastic characters Mm -hmm. fantastic main characters in it um and then what was the other thing oh oh the zombie apocalypse stuff Mm -hmm. because the plot of dawn of the dead is basically within 20 minutes they end up at this big mall yeah. And 
okay, they take the steps. It's almost, it doesn't have like a normal film structure. Mm-hmm. It's very much like, okay, they get there. Now, what's the first thing we need to do? Okay, we need to do this. We need to, to clear the zombies. Now, what if people show up? We got to make sure they don't know we're here. So mm-hmm. let's, we'll build a wall here and they won't even know. And, and wait, we need weapons. Is there a weapon store? Is there this? And it's just fun. Like right. it takes that and there's some scary shit in it too. It's got the, you know, we haven't even talked about like zombie gore, right. which is another thing uh i love zombie gore mm. i want to see guts being eaten uh i wish zombie land had a little more balls with that but i believe it's not going for that kind of feel i don't think so yeah but no like i mean in the old zombie shit i mean they show the fuckers chewing on legs and eating right you know and it just adds to the the mindlessness of it all. Right. That's that's the stuff I like about zombies. Do you think that I don't care? But and I don't care how those zombies came to be whatsoever. Sure. Do you think because that brought up a, a, a thought of mine, which is like there is something I feel like there is something deeply cathartic about watching zombies, which is like people watching society eat itself right like you just get so tired of society there's something therapeutic about like just fucking eat it and destroy well, it's it all so crazy it is such it's so rife with like metaphorical yeah of like uh possibilities yes you know what i mean like the genre is probably more than like other monster types because you're talking about the dead yes so it's it, intri- it's it's inherently philosophical in a way because it's like we all deal with mortality yes now like night of the living dead things like that sure do you do you have a preference on like whether it's the infected or like you know slightly half dead people or whatever or literally like rising from the grave do you have a preference do you like do you think like i feel like you never see the, the rising from the dead ones anymore like that just doesn't exist no i no i i don't i don't have a preference although i guess i would say i can't like offhand that's not how i feel, think about zombies working sure. okay. like i never even that never even comes to my mind when but i think like about zombies technically zombies right like i mean are they? i suppose but it's not a zo- yeah you're right so like if somebody if a skeletal cr- guy like comes out of a grave right like is pet cemetery a zombie movie I actually kind of think of it in that way. I guess it would be, but it's not like to me, that's not in the zombie genre, Mm -hmm. but you're right. It's a zombie movie. I don't know. I don't gauge is a zombie, right? Yeah. I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, well, excuse me, not gauge the girl, the little girl. (laughs) God damn. That movie sucked. (laughs) That movie sucked so hard. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's funny I, though, because I yeah I, I almost feel like that's something different, and maybe I, I shouldn't, but no, well I, I it does it certainly does not have the tropes. It, right, it's it's a zombie movie by technicality. Yes, um, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, what do you want to see with like what do you want to see change though? I just if they're gonna make zombie stuff, I want them to keep on coming with uh, like I'm no genius, but Kingdom is a great example of what I want to see from zombies. Yeah, because it's there's good characters. Yep, it's uh, it's not cookie cutter. They do some interesting things with like the rules of zombies. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it's like it's it's and it doesn't lose its zombie essence. It's very much a zombie genre show. 
So you're saying stick within the playground, but make your own rules. Right. Fuck with it. Yeah. Have fun with it. Do different things. Yeah. You know, give me the zombies in space. Uh, actually, no, John Carpenter did that and it was terrible. Did he? Uh, uh, Ghosts of Mars was very Oh, I never saw that one. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is it a disaster? I I would love to see zombies in space. Sure. Why not? Zombies everywhere. Give me zombie stuff. I'll tell you what I don't want to see ever again, because hmm. I'm a zombie fan and I turned it off 15 minutes in uh, World War Z oh, with Brad Pitt. That was a snooze fest at the beginning. Fucking terrible. Really? It was just a fucking CGI. Like, I don't know. I didn't make it. I guess. You know what? I should. I should withhold judgment since I didn't watch the whole thing. Right. But I bailed on that one. I couldn't watch that. I was in the same boat. I mean, we weren't even reviewing the podcast at the time. I did. I watched the first 15 minutes. I said, I'm this isn't for me. I'm not interested. This (laughs) is really boring. But it's a character thing. He's not an interesting character. And also, it's also a structural or not a structural, but a genre thing in that they didn't do anything new or different. No. Right. There's a lot of zombies, I guess, maybe. I I think that's the thing you got to do is I think if you're going to do a zombie thing, I think you got to maybe get the thing that makes your zombie version original out there like really early in your movie or your show. So people are like, oh, different. Well, I feel like uh, Zack Snyder kind of nailed a zombie movie with his Dawn of the Dead remake. I thought it was good. Still going to have to see it. Uh, You haven't seen that? Oh, God, it's good. It's a good movie. I mean, I it's going to be weird giving a Zack Snyder movie a, a good review. It's good. It's <laughs> and, and they do it. It's a very good remake because the only things that are really uh, that are really uh, taken from the original is the fact that there's a mall. OK. Um, but otherwise, it's I mean, it's you got running zombies this time. They do some kind of creepy good things with the zombies or some good humor in mm. it. Ving Rhames is in it. <laughs> Always a win. Yeah, that was the last role he played before he became only Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ian, what's his name? I, I don't even remember. Ian something's cheerleader. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I yeah. Um, Ethan, Ethan, there, Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt, Ian, Ian Hunt, his cousin will be introduced in the I do want to say something before we move on. Sure. Because I'm gagaing over Dawn of Dead. I'm a little mad at you for not watching it. Maybe <laughs> next time we do a favorite movies, maybe I'll make you watch that. But I would say that the opening scene, this is, this is really, this is a big statement here. Oh, boy. Opening scene of Dawn of the Dead, the first scene of the movie, mm-hmm. might be... One of the best opening scenes in any movie I've ever seen in my life. That is a statement. It is. So. I love openings. Openings are some of my favorite things in movies. It's brilliant. And the movie itself is kind of like it looks like it was made for like 25 bucks. Sure. Which kind of gives it a little bit more of of a character. But but the opening scene is literally they're in a news station and it's chaos because this is happening out in the outside world or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and it's chaos. And you're getting all of the information mm. right up front in a creative way. It's fucking brilliant. It's I, hard to describe 
how good it is. Sounds like good writing. Go to YouTube. <laughs> Watch well, it for free. Well, it's just funny, though, because it's like, is it good writing or is it just because, okay, we have all this information to give out. We don't really have the money to do this big extravagant thing. I mean, the thing is, is that they do say that a lack of budget creates yeah, that's creativity. True. Right. So, I mean, it could be a little bit of both. I, I think it's, it's the best way to do your movie is to give as much information as you can well, at the beginning without... You know, sacrificing your reveals. And it doesn't feel like it's an exposition dump yes. because it's it's literally two guys on this like news show debating. One of them's like, you know, adamant that like this is the way we need to handle this. And the other one's asking questions and they're kind of bickering. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow, you know, this is a really creative way of now I know everything I need to know in five minutes. Yep. Um, my main two, two of my main characters are established immediately. Right. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah, go find it on YouTube. Watch the first five, 10 minutes. It's a weird opening. It's very strange for a movie to open the way it does, but mm. it's fucking brilliant. I think it's great. Okay. I think it's great. Although I, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I, uh, it's my favorite zombie thing. I mean, I've said that before. Yep. Uh, Romero's zombie trilogy, which, it's odd that we're having a show about zombies and you've probably not seen any of these. Yeah. Night, dawn and day. Yep. They're they're all so different from each other and they all like take a different part of the zo the zombie like metaphorical shit. Like part 1 is like straight horror. Mm -hmm. Part 2 is this like kind of fun comic booky like Oh, this is going to be like our fun, bright zombie movie. <laughs> and part three is like there's scientists and soldiers in a in a uh, underground bunker. This is when the zombie thing has really gone to shit. Mm. And it's just fighting. It's just men fighting amongst themselves. And they're all <laughs> brilliant. And then he made awful zombie movies later. I don't know why. Okay, I was I was getting ready for shit we watched. Okay, but then you just said fighting, and I'm like, God damn, a fucking kung fu zombie movie. The zombies know kung fu. Yes, that's all they know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Could you fucking imagine? It would be the coolest fucking shit. Like like humans are kung fu fighting zombies, or yes, what? both. Every it's everybody is kung fu if fighting. If you find a way to make that interesting. Hey, man, it's a kung fu movie and it's zombies. Do I need to do more? I mean, other than, well, okay, I'll elevate the movie. I'll put in some good characters. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all we got on zombies, I guess. <laughs> uh, actually, I do have one more zombie-related thing. Speaking oh, of zombies. What's that? Speaking of zombies, I watched Rob Zombies. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Three from Hell. Okay. Uh I was not overly impressed. I was kind of disappointed. Is this like a, a bridge in between shit we watched? The bridge between two people. The bridge between two people. Yeah, no, this is shit we watched, right? Okay. Yeah, so I guess we're in shit we watched. Whoa. Shit we watched. Uh, yeah, so this is the third movie in the Firefly family trilogy, which was House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects. Now we have Three from Hell. Mm -hmm. um, rest in peace, Sid Haig. He was always my favorite character in these. He played the uh, the Captain Spaulding, the clown character. Yep. Yep. Um, this movie just really felt like something where 
it didn't feel like inspired. It didn't feel like it has a reason for existing outside of, oh, I kind of want to make a movie with these characters again. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like he had some brilliant idea because Devil's Rejects, they were kind of on the run. And in this one, they're on the run again. And it's just there's some fun violence. Some of the humor's fun. It's fun. It's I like these movies because, well, not so much the first one. The first one you had, uh, 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 what's his name from The Office? Um, Dwight and the singled out guy were your protagonists. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, but in the second one, it became, oh, the, we're following the, the lunatics now. Like, yep. Okay. And then the third one is that, too. Uh, which I like because you don't get that often mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, my, wait a minute. Am I supposed to like these characters? It's kind of fucked up that I like them. Very Joker-esque, I guess. Yeah. But yep. Joker is like a sad story and these people are just monsters. Yeah. So there's no like humanity there to kind of There's nothing on to grow. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? I get that. But it's still fun. It's dirty. It's white trashy. It's very Rob Zombie-esque. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it doesn't need to be exist. Here. Yeah, it doesn't need to be here. Oh. Really. Now, would I watch it again? Maybe for some of the fun, like bullshit scenes in it. There's some neat stuff in it. Uh, Great. I uh uh C minus. Okay. Uh, I really, really love um, Otis, who's kind of the the leader of the Firefly family. Mm-hmm. Um, he is Bill Mosley plays him. I love that character. Uh, I am a little tired of Rob Zombie casting his wife, if I'm being honest, in every single movie he's made. Mm. But this isn't one of my favorite. And I'm not this huge Rob Zombie movie fan, but this is not one of my favorites of his mm. uh, i would still say that um the uh the lords of salem would be my favorite rob zombie movie okay so good old rob zombie oh yeah uh, yeah well did you watch anything or am um, i just rolling here i did watch okay. this is just a quick continuation of the anime from last week they they got their um you know recap episode out of the way True, real beginning of season two happened uh, this last week. And um, God damn. My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. Love the violence in this show. It's one of these shows which is like, it could be for a 12-year-old kid. It could be for an 18-year-old kid. Because there's a scene in this where a man's entire upper torso is turned into blood and guts. That sounds like a Rob Zombie movie. It. I mean, it's a superhero show. Okay. So, like, a guy's got the power to, like, basically explode people. He, sure. He touches a guy. Guy bursts into just blood and guts. And it's fantastic. Sounds and, fun. And I love that this is what Japan shows its children. Love like this, it. This is what's meant for, like, 12-year-olds love there. It. Good. And I, I just love it. <laughs> um, but also, the characters are awesome. I love the character design. It's, it's a fucking great show. I just love it. I just do. So, is this? are you seeing this weekly, then? Where are you watching this? Uh, I'd rather not say. Oh, yeah. Yep. Life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, uh, that's very true. It's uh, very true. That's but it though. That, for... That's, that's literally it. Other than the other one that we have, uh, for a shared shit we watched. Ah, yes. I forgot about that. Um, but no, lastly for me, last thing before we get into El Camino, El Camino. would be Watchmen. The series had right. its premiere. I thought it was great. I, uh, it's 
it's very smart at playing uh, the both political sides, which I like. Mm. Um, there's a neat thing in it where like one. OK, so basically the premise is these these like white supremacist guys have taken up the mantle of Rorschach as like yeah. their symbol. So they're like the bad guys. Right. Sure. Uh, so at first I'm like, oh, we're going to do this. But then there's a scene right at the beginning where like a cop pulls a guy over and the cops have masks on. Mm. And like you learn that, oh, the cops have masks on because they're being targeted. And like in this situation, this cop goes, but he thinks there's something shifty about this guy. And the cop goes back to his car, like removes his mask and he has to call into the station to get his gun unlocked. Oh, so like they're bringing up like what that problems that presents, like demonizing Mm. the police force. And it's all of a sudden it's like. Well, how's this cop supposed to stop anybody if he doesn't? You know what I mean? But that's interesting. Yes, that yeah, is that I, is so interesting. There were a couple things there where immediately I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is good. This feels very Watchmen esque. It's very good with the world building. Um, it, I love the fact that it it ignores Zack Snyder's movie in favor of the graphic novel Watchmen. Sure, sure. Um, and it's got awesome, like, it's kind of weird imagining watching this if you didn't know anything about Watchmen, mm. because it is in your face with, like, you know, the Minutemen and all the history of the Watchmen. And, That's great. And you I was see all say, the characters and all that shit. It's, it, there, it's there awesome. Is, there is original, like, the OG yes. characters are in it. They're in mentioned. Some, they're mentioned. One of the char- one of the main characters is Ozymandias from, from uh, yes. Watchmen, who's being played by uh, Jeremy Irons. He's in the show? Yes. He's a character in the show. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And it's, thank it's God. awesome. Yeah, Thank I, I was God. very impressed. I was I believe we spoke about this at some point. We Neither did. of us were really digging no. what we had seen. I was thinking the next big thing on on uh, HBO was going to be uh, his dark materials or his. Dark oh, yeah, that's something. coming, too. But no, this, I thought it was great. I'm excited. Apparently, it was a big hit. It tons of people watched it. Um, I am. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear what non Watchmen people are going to think, though, mm. because like I was trying because I always try to put myself in the place of like, OK, if I didn't know the Watchmen, I might not like this in the same way. Sure. But can I even follow what's going on? And I think you could. I don't know. There's a part of me that just says, fuck it. If 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 you who cares if you can't follow it, go and read the goddamn yeah, but the graphic is novel. They need to make some money, right? I, I mean, you're not wrong. They need people to watch their show. You're, you're not. You're not wrong. I mean, the thing is, is like, yeah, you are cutting your pool of people who will be interested if they can't follow it, right? But at the same time, it's kind of like what you said about like like uh, Joker and, and and is it incumbent upon them to make that change? It's like, well, if it ruins the artistic sure. value of your show, I would say fuck them. Yeah, catch up. Well, and that, you know, it is interesting, too, because it's like the world building stuff and it is really neat. But it's like I'm imagining, like, do people understand that, like, what's his name was president for 20 years or or like that we're in like it's hard to even tell that we're in an alternate. Right. Like it's it's present day. But like it's the like, Internet still exists. But only if this happened instead of this. Does Twitter exist? Uh, it was not brought up, I okay. don't think. But it is. Pre- I mean, it's present day as far as I can tell, but it's Watchmen. So it's like, it's a different present day. Sure. You know, it's a, it's a, what if this happened scenario? It's a, did you read the whole graphic novel? I have still not have, I mean, I know 
everything that happens. Okay. It's just literally reading the pages. There's something but. that happens in this that was so fucking weird and so great. And I've got to imagine that everyone who watches it is like, what the fuck? Because even having read it, mm. I was very what the fuck on it. But it was fucking fantastic. Okay. I mean, I know the major difference between the endings, between sure. the movie and the, yeah, and the graphic novel. It's related to the ending of the graphic novel. Good. Yes. Good. I mean, well, they go full on comic book at the end it's in the graphic fucking novel. fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, I I was a big fan. I'm excited for Sundays. Something on HBO to be excited about for Sundays. Wow. I liked it better than any episode of Game of Thrones that I've seen in the last two years. I oh, think. shit. Or the last four years since they decided Whoa, it took four them. years. How really? long has it been? I mean, it has been like four years since, since the, the book. Since the seventh season, right? Yeah. Like three or four? Because they took a huge break, didn't they? Yeah, three or four. I yeah. don't know. So so basically they took three years to write that <laughs> and produce that. We gotta go do our Star Wars. <sighs> I gotta go make a Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was great. I'm excited. Yeah. Excited about it. Um so El Camino. Yes. Finally Slacker watched it. Watched El Camino. Finally watched it. Uh yeah, what'd you think? I was kind of blown away. Jackson said last episode, hey, this is really great. And I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just you watch it, and you're like, this, you're just back. You're just it back. It gives you in the, the warm world. and fuzzies. And and it's written by and directed by the same guy. And he's the shit. And that guy he's is so, he's amazing. The writing is great. I love the fact that it's the this sort of like non-linear storytelling sure. kind of. Um, love it. Seeing all of those characters again is so great. You you're reminded at at I mean, they have a what, skinny, skinny Pete, skinny Pete. And uh, what's the other guy's oh, name? God, is with what them? is his name? The tall but, dummy kind of guy. But they I mean, you see them. You're just like, I forgot how much I loved these guys. Everyone. And, right. And they weren't really in like, was were they even in the last season? I don't remember. Because things I got really fucking dark in the last season. Yeah. And I felt like they were like, we don't have time for humor with you guys. <laughs> But goddamn, they are funny as they're fuck. great, and and they have a true admiration for Jesse that tugs at your Ooh, heartstrings quite it. a bit. Oh, just nailed it oh, like perfect. Yeah, it was fucking incredible. Um, it really was. I mean, I a lot of people probably don't think this is as good as I thought it was, but I thought it was amazing. Aaron Paul is so good, and yes. you're just reminded about how much you love Pinkman, even though he still is a frustrating character to me because he still keeps on making bad decisions. Now, spoilers, things slightly turn around for him in this movie. Yes. Um, he stops being such a dummy. Thank God that yeah. he, he uh, things turned out okay for him. Ish. He didn't deserve the same fate as Walt. Let's just put it that right. way. I, yeah. Um, did you do a grade last week? I forget. I said A. Okay. I think I'm probably on the same boat. Because I can't grade this as like a movie. It's not. Because it's not. It doesn't, it is, but it doesn't, it feels like a really long, like extended special episode of Breaking I, Bad. I feel like it feels like structurally, it's just, like, I can't put it on like, okay, opening act. Like, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't break it up in the same way. 
it does. It feels like a two hour episode of Breaking Bad in the best way possible. Yeah, it's like a reunion. It's like the greatest reunion episode ever made of a TV show. <laughs> right. It is. It is. It pro- it, you know what? And it probably would be considered that if it was actually like an actual like reunion episode. Sure. I guess technically it really, it, it, really, is. it really is. Yeah. It, I mean, um, yeah, great. I, a, I think it's an A. I think it's fucking great, dude. I had a I had a blast. I love the cinematography in it. Like they they don't do a lot over the top because they don't want to separate it too much from the show. But you can tell like a lot. Like it's easy to tell when something's a flashback when it's not, and it's not like over. It's not like okay, well this is black and white, so it's a flashback. It's done in a creative way. Yep. Um. Yeah. I. How about the fact? Does anyone do intensity better than uh, Vince Gilligan? Like, like, like hold your breath and pray that something doesn't like, right. You're like halfway through the movie in this when there's a scene and are we doing spoilers? Fuck it. Spoilers. Okay. There's a scene where he goes back to the apartment of uh, the, the douchey guy who killed the kid in breaking bad. And I forget that character's name, Todd, Todd. God, he just looks like a Todd. That's why I love it. It's it's like it's the perfect name and it's also so unassuming, but he is a monster. Yeah. So he goes back to his house to find this money that he knows is stashed there. And these two cops show up. Yep. Cops in quotes. But but like and you're immediately like, oh, my God, like he just nails it. You're like holding your breath when these guys show up. Like, fuck, is he going to get seen? And, you know, at this point in the movie. Like nothing's going. How could this? How, how what could, could so, happen to Jesse? The movie yeah. would end an hour early. Yes, but it's just perfectly done. And they splice in these disturbing scenes of him and Todd, like stuff we didn't see the first time around. When and he it doesn't takes, feel retcon. No, it doesn't feel retcon. When he takes, uh, when Todd takes Jesse out to uh, the desert <laughs> to to bury his kill. Yes. Um. Yeah. He kills his housemaid. Um, but, um, not Jesse, obviously. Todd. And he really liked her. Yeah. He really, Todd liked, really her. liked the housemaid. I mean, he kept making soup while her corpse was in the kitchen, but yeah. you know, he really liked her. She, she deserved better. And like the dark humor of Breaking yeah. Bad when they drop, he drops down the carpet oh with the corpse in it. It's yes. so, it's so Breaking Bad. But, but yeah, the, the scene where he takes him out there and jesse has the gun that's another one of those very tense incredible scene though because jesse's just done he's broken right he's absolutely and i think that's the thing is like i feel like that was the purpose for this is that jesse still felt like a broken person at the end like he survived and he got away right but he felt like he was still a broken person sure because it wasn't I mean, it was kind of his show, but kind of not. This is like he gets the Walt ending in this in a in a different way, in a different yeah. way. But I loved it. The scene where he goes in and he's got the gun and he's like, oh, you brought a 22 and, you know, I got my 45. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. I loved it. That was that was where that was. And I don't know if I should feel disappointed in this or just happy, but I didn't feel tensity there. I didn't say intensity. I felt joy. Yeah, no, that was a fun scene because I, I don't. Like. Because when he showed up, he had, he had like sort of shed his sort of like scared, and he was owning everything. He walked in the room. He controlled the scene from the second. He, he like you knew he you're had right. a plan. Yep. It had a different feel than the other scenes, and you're like, 
oh, is it bad that I don't feel scared? But at the no, same I time, I don't think you were necessarily supposed yeah. to. Yeah. No, I uh, I think of like those intense scenes, like the one with the cops, like one of my most my favorite scenes ever in Breaking Bad mm. was there was the one where they were at uh, Teak Tuco's house or whatever. And like, oh, Tuco my God. has the uncle with the little bell that's on his wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. And like they try to poison dude's burrito or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's the kind of shit where you're just sitting there like fuck yeah and like nobody does it better i don't think yeah it's, I, honestly it's it's a show yeah i mean it's a it's a really well written show because when you think about like what they do like cinematography wise they keep it very grounded they don't do shit with the camera not really like, no. i mean it's it's not yeah, I think it's a lot in the writing and the performance and like the pacing of the scene, I guess. I guess that's where the direction comes in is the pacing is, is on well, point as fuck. And it, back to the El Camino itself, like how bittersweet to see all these characters again and how well of a job they did, how good of a job they did at like like Mike's scene. Mike's and, scene uh, was great. What's her name? Uh, Jessica Jones's scene. Yeah, Kristen um, Ritter. The fact Walt, that she came back, I yeah. was surprised. Walt's scene, though, when he's like, hey, at least you didn't have to wait until you were old to do something great with your fucking life. Fucking fantastic. It's the most brilliant fucking line because you're like, wow, that's really sad that he was this, like, no wonder he just spun out of control. Yep. Because he was so, like, joyful and into this. Yep. I loved I, it, too. I loved that. Okay, one, let's just talk about, like, I always look at movies and I guess it's anything that's viewing related is it's like an emotional journey that you're going on as the viewer. Sure. And the movie understands like at that point in the movie, you have 20 ish minutes left. You have spent an hour and 40 minutes with Jesse Pinkman. You have effectively forgotten about Walter White. Sure. It's not his movie. And you start thinking like, oh, he's not going to show up. And then they place him in the movie and you are absolutely overjoyed <laughs> the excitement to see him. And, and the brilliance of the fact that his first scene, he doesn't say a goddamn word and they just walk down the hallway silently together is a directorial like that's such a like a pro move. Like you establish their relationship immediately, silently, perfectly, and then it's it's you know it's it's complemented in that scene at the diner later. But God, it's so fucking perfect. Like the ending. 40 I loved the whole ending. The guy, I forget the actor's name, who died the day it was released. The guy oh, who, who like the, who the smuggled one, him. Yes. Yeah. Great. All that shit is great. There's such it's breaking bad like in and it's funny because you watch that and especially like the Walt part. You remember how good the show was. Yes. You're watching it. And you're like, it's almost like I forgot yep. how incredibly good this show was. Yeah, I could because you're watching agree. it and you're like, there's just there will never be. Uh, outside of Saul, because I think Saul at MoMA has its moments where it's almost or as good but the, i i'm excited to see these guys or vince gilligan play outside of this universe mm. to see what else he can do because sure. i'm sitting here and it's it's masterful yep it's yep. unbelievably good uh, like it, everything about it, it's funny it's sad it's scary it and he does all of that stuff perfectly 
All of it. There's that scene where Pinkman goes to the the uh, vacuum cleaners, talking about the guy who he died. I love it. I love and, it. Uh, and the ending is so fantastic because it's it's another one of those like we're going on this journey, this emotional journey, and and at that point you're like Jesse is starting to take uh, charge of his life. Sure. And so when he comes back and he's like, you know bitch move or whatever and he's like when you call the cops they do this and they yeah. do this and they and and you're like oh really great like look at you jesse like making solid ass points and then the cops show up <laughs> and it's just this great i just burst out laughing i was like that is so fucking it's funny it's so jesse that scene like yes. he's, he's like a three thousand dollars short of 150 g's or whatever like ah fuck you know and i love i love so much of the movie like the the scene where like we just i keep going back to the walt scene where he's just like yeah yo or whatever and you're like it's the fucking pinkman yo <laughs> he's the best and he's like yeah get it bitch or something like that when, like, when the little bit about yo i graduated i graduated dick <laughs> god damn that was so well, that, great and that was a perfect example of like oh here's a little treat for the fans yes that fan doesn't service. feel yeah great fan service good it, fan service but, we've talked about this many times yes there's such things thing as good fan service but it reminds you it's it's placed in the movie at the perfect point where it uh, it's it's i mean jesse is remembering this and it's when jesse needs to remember like i'm different than walt like yeah. i'm a different person like there's things i can take away from him like positive things but also like getting away is not something walt was able to do he didn't just walk away no right and oh god it just makes me sad the line too and he basically tells him like your family's gonna be taken care of don't worry oh beautiful Ugh. beautiful because jesse was the good guy like yeah he was a good guy through like really deep down inside he was always a good guy yep. and the brilliance of the show to kind of flip them yes as time goes on one of them breaks good one of them breaks bad yep. is just it's fan fantastic and i love i even love the scene i mean I, I just keep going back to the walt scene because it's so great but like when he's just like i don't, I don't even know if i had a point or whatever because jesse sort of derails and i'm like no no no, you you absolutely have a point your point is that you're just being a dad like he's just a dad right at that point in the show like yeah he's got frustration with his life but he's just trying to help out this kid because they're both kind of like okay walt becomes like a bad dude yes but he still has morals he used to he he came back for jesse i don't know if it was all for jesse but he came back that's true you know so but yeah uh great absolutely recommend it check it out 100 percent. it's uh it's a uh, netflix oh and don't share your netflix account because apparently they're gonna start cracking down on that really yeah oh boy i'm fucked <laughs> i steal i steal Do you yeah. okay oh yeah God damn, I'm gonna have to start paying for entertainment. Although, it's not like the it's not like our family hides that we steal. It's like mm. we all have different profiles and shit. Right. Technically well, I, we're part of the family. I kind of wonder what they're gonna How does do. That like work? are they gonna yeah. do like each account costs you money? You know? And you can sign up for a family. They might want to wait to do that. 
Until, I mean, now now might not be the best time right, considering I would say Disney's. All this shit's coming down the pipe. Apple Plus, Disney, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. But I also understand Netflix is kind of hurting. So we'll, well see. maybe they don't need to make eight billion different TV shows. Stop making all your shitty anime. Just make one good one. There you go. I hate all these problem fucking solved. Netflix fucking Home animes. Just solve the problem. I don't think we have anything else to say tonight. Nope. nope. That's it. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for admitting that I solved the problem. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah.